Hi, welcome to the Gorekeeper Horror Podcast. This is Brandon. Hey, this is John. We watched this week. Oh, wait, hold on. Announcement. September is officially done. Uh, canceled. Uh, you will have heard this from the Crypticon panel, but... Which we have not put up yet, but we will. But uh, the resounding response when we asked about it is to not do it. So we're quitting that. That And that pretty much ends any possibility of theme months, I think. Maybe. Except for... No. Well, we were talking about the inanimate object month, but... Yeah, we could still do that. Yeah, because that's... Um, Anyways. Well, we got some ideas in the future for stuff we want to do. We got some holiday movies for, like, Halloween and Christmas we want to do. Thanksgiving. 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 We won't give those away, but we got we have some movies in the wings for that. But this week, since September's done, uh, it was my pick. I was debating on Brain Damage, Castle Freak, uh, but we decided on Humanoids from the Deep, which you can watch right now on, on your Shutter. Shutter if you have that. Yeah. Uh, so, Humanoids from the Deep was kind of a surprise for me. Well, you said you've seen it before. No, I had not seen it before. Oh, I thought you had. Nope. Never. Okay. So, this was totally new to me. I had seen Castle Freak and Brain Damage. Okay. I had not seen Humanoids from the Deep. This was, um, uh, I would say, the best way to describe it, uh, an exploitation horror yep. vehicle. But directed by a woman, which I thought was really weird. Because it's extremely sexist. And it's... Well, it's Not, of its time. Yeah. but um, It wouldn't fly today. But also, uh, it, it's all in the wheelhouse of Roger Corman, which also yeah, explains... king of low-budget movies. Which but, explains the tone. But for it being <coughs> low-budget, I still have a cough from, like, a month ago. Yeah, this you're dying. Uh, okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, for, for it being such a low-budget movie, what was the budget on it? Do you have it? No, I just have the box office. Okay, what was the box office? 2.5 mil. That's just... Okay. For 1980. I doubt it costs more than that to make it, so I'm sure it made its money back at least. Like, but <coughs> Rob Botton, uh, who I think is most famous we probably ever... Probably a tie between Total Recall and The Thing, was the special effects guy in this movie. And you could tell the special effects were honestly pretty good as, yeah. as far as like low-budget stuff and guys in suits goes. They're pretty good. I like the creature design. Um, I thought the deaths were really cool. There were some cool deaths. It was a little gorier than I thought it was going to be because of the low budgetness. Um, okay. Um, the it broke even. It broke even. Okay, that's fine. Um, so what were the what what was this rated on like Rotten Tomatoes and shit? Oh, uh, let's see here. Because um, I want to take a guess. Okay. I want. Usually... I'm gonna say because people are cynical. I'm gonna say this has a 46 percent rating. Okay. Here we go. We got it right here. Uh, are you wanting audience score or uh, let's do both. consensus? Okay. Audience score is 41 percent. Oh. Okay. Critic score is 56 percent. So people don't love it. It's a failing grade. Let's, uh, and then I'm also going to see, uh, what Metacritic, 
uh, thought, because that's the other one that... Uh, I like uh, Letterboxd for review. I think Letterboxd is my favorite review site. Uh, 56%... Wait. Uh, 5.7 on IMDb. Uh, let's see. Metacritic is at 62. That's the most okay. respectable... Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't think this is a failing grade movie. I honestly, I liked it. It, it wasn't I'm going to say bad. it was a good movie. I mean, the I, the biggest thing it has going against it, and I'm just going to say this outright, um, it was very hard to tell what the fuck anybody was saying at any given yeah, time. The, yeah, the actors were mumbling a lot, or they had some weird dialect yeah. or something the so the first chunk of half of me i'm not sure what the story was yeah i didn't catch like almost any of their names um, yeah we're gonna so this will be I'll, hard I'll, full disclosure we are gonna be utilizing uh the wikipedia, wikipedia plot summary <laughs> because well we didn't take notes because we're not that professional um so but yeah the biggest thing is like the names i didn't get the names so to start off this movie, uh, we have this. Uh, we got this boat. There's this uh, boat out there. Right outside of Noyo, California. Yeah. And uh, what happens is the there's a boy on board. And he and forgot to fill up the gas the or gas something. To lift up the net and then. Um, but and, what's in the net is a creature, a humanoid from the deep. Right. And uh, so it's like the net isn't pulling it up for some reason. You wouldn't it's heavy. Yeah, but I mean, come how many fish do those nets hold? Yeah, I mean, you know, but that 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 winch could have pulled up a humanoid from the deep. Anyways, uh, but uh, the the boy falls overboard and he gets, gets sucked under, and yeah, he's dead. Um, but then a. Uh, the no, gas the little boy was filling up right. inside the boat knocked over and then spilled in there. Somehow, and yeah, that the uh, that uh, the, yeah the angler had a flare, flare gun, but uh, what happened was he slipped on the gas and fired. And oh, is that what happened? I missed that. Yeah. Okay, because I was wondering when that first when the boat first blew up. I was like, why? Right. Like I know there's gas on there, but like. Right. What sparked? So okay, I missed the. I don't know how I missed that. I was so everybody's everybody's dead. Uh, so yeah, fuck and those so guys. some people are main characters in the movie. Uh, we got see Jim. it from a different see it from a distance, and they don't really know what happened. Yeah, Jim and his wife uh, Carol. Jim and Carol. Okay, so Jim's like the main guy. Yeah. Okay, that looks way too old for his wife. Yeah, and he has a baby somehow. Yeah, well... that the most traumatized baby, maybe next to... Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. You ever see the video for uh, Kids by MGMT? No. No? I'll have to show you that. Okay. But that little baby in that music video is fucking like... <laughs> oh my god, that kid is like fucked for life now. Okay. It's um, crazy. But, uh... Or maybe the labyrinth, too. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, didn't we hear something about that kid? Isn't he like a special effects guy now or something? Yeah, on the on the Dark Crystal. On the Dark Crystal. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah, so he's in the Jim Henson family. But uh, anyways, later uh, Jim and Carol's dog goes missing and uh, they end up finding its dismembered corpse on the beach. Yeah, and they end up finding... Well, we see the dog die. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, we see the humanoid from the deep attack the dogs. Yeah, kind of shaking them out. Soon after, a bunch of people from the dock, this big... Basically, this whole no-yo place is a big fishing community. Yeah. Even though all the people there are bitching that there are no fish to be caught there. Right. Which I didn't understand. Well, I'm guessing it's... The... the... Anyways. Uh... So, there's this guy... Uh, this company, I forget the name of the company. Uh, let's um, see. But here. they're trying to open a cannery there, a salmon cannery. So like, canned salmon, I guess. Um, and again. Oh, that's 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 a bit later. I'm just kind of giving away the overall oh, plot right yeah, now. Yeah, that there's a. Yeah, that there's this. Um, there's talk um, of, the, of this cannery opening. Yeah, Canco. Uh, the Canco was that the name of the company? Yeah. Wow, really original. And. Uh, and the, what they established is that these things are um, apparently the result of Kanko's experiments with the growth hormone that DNA they gave five to, that they gave to the salmon, and then these, and then these salmon other escaped fish. and were eaten by a large fish, which then mutated to the to the humanoids. From so the it's deep. yeah, it's a weird um, thing. And there's also this. Uh, tribe that's kind of loosely involved in this movie, led by Johnny, a man named Johnny Eagle, and they're against it because it's some law or something that there's some kind of treaty they have, like a lake treaty they have, um, and they feel like the cannery opening is fucking with that. Yeah. Um. So they're gonna. There's a whole lawsuit involved and everything, yeah. and it. It's it's not really that important. Because nothing is scary like lawsuit. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It doesn't really come into play too much in the movie. No. Because this movie immediately kind of goes off the rails. Yeah. Like, it gives you a very minimal setup. Like, there's a cannery opening. They're testing on some salmon. Humorous in the deep happen. That's that's the whole fucking thing. Right. And a, a lot of this movie was just humanoids from the deep attacking and raping women. Yeah. Uh, killing uh, the men, raping cape, the... Yeah. Um, and, but, um, yeah, like, for example, uh, the following day, teenagers Jerry and Peggy. Jerry was an ugly-looking Jerry mofo. was fucking hideous. I mean, I know we're not good-looking guys ourselves, <laughs> per se, but... Whew. Yeah, we're nothing to write home about ourselves. But Jerry... Di- it was just an, a hideous little man. Everybody in this movie was unattractive. Yes, this Everybody. is possibly the ugliest, the ugliest cast, cast, top to bottom, maybe of all time. Um, like why? Did, uh, I didn't understand how they couldn't just hire, like at least normal looking people. A lot of these movies, I think, are, not these movies, I think this movie on purpose with the exploitation. Maybe they got specifically. I'll be honest, the guys were. Fugly. I'm wondering if they're if yeah. that's supposed to add to the exploitation. They had some pretty it. girls in there. I'm like, saying were they trying to where add they to weren't the fugly, exploitation? Like, but yeah, the dudes were just all just hideous monsters. <laughs> they were the humanoids. Uh, later on, uh, the same thing uh, happens uh, with a guy named Billy and Becky. Wait, Billy... did you finish your story on Becky or Peggy and Jerry? Well, you just kind of brought them up. Okay, so uh, Jerry, I, I want to talk about that scene because okay, so Jerry and his lady, what's her name, Peggy? Yeah. Jerry and Peggy, the whole movie they're trying to fuck. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point they're trying to fuck in the back of their truck, but there's a bar oh, fight. He gets and punched. Jerry opens up the back trunk of his window. Like, hey, what's going and, on? And he gets fucking knocked right in the fucking face, and that that was, that was hilarious. Um, but then later you see them on the beach, like shortly after. And, again, they're trying to get their fuck on. 
Um, and they're kind of foreplaying with by splashing in the water, like, hoo, 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 mm. we're going to get sexy in like three seconds. And then Jerry gets drugged underneath, thank God, by yeah. human from the deep. And he comes up, and half of his fucking head is just gone. Yeah. And it looked great. It looked really good. I was like, oh, fuck. That was the first real effect in the movie. And that packed a punch. Yeah, it packed a punch. It looks really fucking good. And the fact that Jerry was not completely dead when that happened, you still kind of saw him going, oh, and reaching for Peggy was like, fuck, man. That's intense shit. And so I think at that point, I was like sold on the movie already. I was like, okay, the special effects are going to be good. And if anything, if anything in a horror movie, no matter how bad your acting is, no matter how bad your script is, how stupid the story is, if your gore and special effects are good, I'm probably going to enjoy it. Um, And that was the case for this movie. Um, The plot's kind of stupid. The acting is not... It's not bad, Mm. I guess. The acting's not bad. It's middle of the road. It's not good. But it's not like sci-fi original movie style bad. Um, It was hard to understand them. I could understand what they're saying in sci-fi movies. Yeah. But I I didn't think the acting was bad. But the one thing this movie had going for it was... I really liked the creature design. Yes. Um, it was almost a ripoff of Creature from the Black Lagoon, but it was different enough still. But they still looked good. It was all, obviously, it was made, in, I think it was made in 1980, it said? Yeah, yeah 1980. 1980. Um, so the, there was no CGI or nothing like that no. really yet. Um, so the it was all practical effects, and I thought the, the majority of the practical effects looked really awesome to yeah. me. So I was pretty... So, th- I mean, I'm kind of shocked, because I, I looked... I, obviously, I knew it's Roger Corman, and it's called the Humanoids from the Fucking Deep. So I had very low expectations of me. I thought it was going to be garbage and fun garbage, but I actually turned out to kind of really like it, and I would recommend it to people. Um, well, let's go, keep going with this. Uh, Billy uh, was about to have sex with the girlfriend Becky. He's the guy who had. A ventriloquist dummy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I already forgot about that scene. Okay. So, this guy, Billy, is in a tent with his girlfriend, Becky. Um, their names are not important because they don't last long in this movie. No. Um, but, so, Becky's in a tent and she's undressing. And while she's undressing, uh, Billy is talking through a ventriloquist dummy for no reason Making jokes like, you ready to see some hard wood? Because it's a fucking wood puppet. Yeah. But he's also talking about his dick meat mm-hmm. and baked potato. <laughs> so, uh, and she's getting into it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like, yeah, puppet, show me that hard dick. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so she gets fully undressed, like naked. You see, it's like it goes full frontal. You see her totally in the nude. And right as about to, Billy is about to, like, start getting his real fuck on. He puts on the ventriloquist dummy. A humanoid from the deep pops through the tent, yeah. slashes his fucking back open. You see his ribs and stuff. It looks gross. It looks awesome. Uh, Becky gets up and runs out. And I swear to God it was a different actress when it, she was running. <laughs> I have no idea. Because... It seemed like when she was in the tent, when she was fully nude, versus the chick that was fully nude running on the beach, 
was a lot more endowed? I don't know. I need to look that up because I swear to God that was not the same actress. And I think they did it for... She looked different. It's like they used a different actress for her running away, probably because the jiggle effect. They probably wanted a better jiggle. But I I swear on my life, that was a different actress. Well, I'll look it up in the end. Well, I think the one that was running had bigger boobs. I'll look it up. But in I, the, I mean, I didn't pay that much attention. But I noticed she looked different, and I was like, "I'll well, oh my god, we'll see the actors list in a bit here." But um, okay. Oh, uh, oh so uh, Becky's running away, and she gets caught by, by a humanoid, different one, by a different humanoid, and he proceeds. This is our first. Is this our first rape scene, or did Peggy get raped too? No, she got yeah. Did Peggy get raped? Yeah. Yeah, Peggy got raped too. Okay, so this is our second rape scene already in, but, like, 20 the minutes. the point is that uh, more attacks sort of begin to follow, and not all of them are successful, but there's enough then to finally have some witnesses to actually... Well, okay, so before that happens, though, um, our main character, right, his son, I want to say it's his son, I forget his name, Tommy? Is it Was it Tommy? Yeah. Um... I want to, I want to say it's Tommy, but he has a girlfriend, and there's this guy Johnny Eagle. He's part of the Indian tribe. He ch- tries to convince our main character. What's the main character's name again? Um, um we just said it. Jerry. Jerry. What? Not can't be Jerry. Yeah. Jerry's the main character. Wait, no, not Jerry. No, just Jerry's not Jerry. the fucker who, uh, the ugly teenager. Um, yeah, I'm Jim. Say, Jim. Okay, yeah, Jim's. Son, I believe I believe it's Jim's son. Um, has a son named Tommy, I believe, and his girlfriend. And they work on the boat with him. And Johnny Eagle invites them to come to his little shack to talk about this whole cannery thing and how try to get more people on his side to kind of nick the, nip this whole cannery business in the butt before it starts because he, he's against it. Um, so they're all over there having like a fish fry or whatever. And this other guy, I think his name is Schlater or something like that. Schlater, Schlater. He is a he's a curly-headed fuck who doesn't like Johnny Eagle for whatever reason. It's never really explained. I th- oh, because he thinks Johnny Eagle murdered the dogs. Um, but he didn't. Um, so they, they drive by while the Johnny Eagle and Tommy and his girlfriend are all having like a fish fry. And they throw a Molotov cocktail at... Uh, John Eagle's shack and it blows up, blows the fuck up. A lot of things blow up in this movie. There's a lot of fire, um, and so they run to the dock and they're pumping water through a hole with a hose from the lake to the house to try and get the fire out. And a humanoid attacks Tommy um, and drags him underwater, and he he kind of escapes. He takes his gun and starts beating the shit out of him. John Eagle turns around, realizes what's happening, and saves him. Uh, the kid goes to the hospital, and the the girl, the girlfriend of Tommy, drives away, and she's looking, you know, going to go get help, obviously, you know, because of the fire. She didn't know nothing about the humans, uh, humanoids of the deep yet. But as she's driving, one is like in her vehicle, like in her pickup bed, and tries to like break through the windshield. Uh, she ends up running him over, but then after she runs him over, it ends up in the back of her pickup bed. Somehow, so the humanoid gets run over Are and then just belt? pops up. 
and is in the back of right. the pickup bed. I don't know how, but that's what happens. He pops his hand through the window, and they fucking struggle or whatever, and she flies off a bridge with no water below it, and then that truck explodes too. So, again, lots of explosions. I need to move my legs or asleep. Owie. Um, but anyways, uh... So, then after that, Johnny Eagle goes to town with Tommy. Uh, Jim, our main character, is like, what happened to my son? You know, like, he's gonna be fine. He's still unconscious, but he's gonna be fine. Um, and they go, we need to figure out who did this. Um, the sheriff thinks Johnny Eagle did all this. Uh, Jim doesn't believe that. So they're like, Johnny Eagle tells the story about the humanoids from the deep. No one's really believing except for Jim. They go out and they look for evidence, which they find. Yeah. They find, they're kind of coasting around for a while. And they find this big group of them all in, like, a big mud pit or something. Right. Um, and they, they kill a couple of them, and they take one back for evidence. And that's where they find a woman. I forget if it's Peggy or Becky. Peggy. It's Peggy. Okay, so they find Peggy. But she's traumatized. She's traumatized, obviously. She got raped by humanoids. And she's all covered in seaweed. They uncover her, and they like, she's still alive, but she's in shock. So they bring her back, too, and she goes to the hospital. And we will see her again later in the movie. Um, so, after that, this movie moves along pretty quickly after that. Uh, yeah, um, that they, uh, that after that, basically, uh, by the time that uh, Jim and the Canco scientist, Dr. Susan Drake... Have figured out what's occurring, like you just said. The yeah. uh, village's annual festival's begun, and at that festival, uh, the humanoids appear out for the the. the yeah. But first, I want to I want to okay. talk about one thing before it's before the humanoids show up. Okay. Um, it's a it's a little thing, but I thought it was funny. Um, the the mayor of the town, this really hit guy that you can't understand a word he's saying. But I did understand this. He's talking to this polka band, <laughs> and the polka band's tired. It's late. They're playing this really slow polka ballad, and he's like, hey, can you speed it up a little bit? And then he says this line. People drove 200 to 300 miles to get here tonight, so could you speed it up a little bit, make it more lively? And they oblige. But who in the fuck drives 300 miles for a small village's salmon get-together? <laughs> That's uh, not a thing. No. How how far do we drive to Chicago? Nine hours. How many how many miles is that? Like, well, three hundred. <laughs> Let's just say that. Let's just say three hundred. Would you drive nine hours to fucking a town's fish get together? It wasn't even a fish fry because they clearly didn't have enough fish. Because that's the whole problem. They didn't have that's enough the whole, fish. The the whole reason the scientists were at the town was because. They they weren't getting enough fish in their fish. lake. There weren't enough fish yeah, to catch. Yeah, that's why there's mutants. And so they released DNA five into the lake to help reproduce the salmon faster and be bigger at the same time. And so, anyways, I don't understand what the appeal of three hundred miles. Away. I mean, people don't even come from where we are, like tw- an hour away, to our fucking get-togethers. You know. Mm. Any, any who's, um, this is asinine. 
But, uh, so anyways, the humanoids appear, and basically it's chaos. It's the same sort of thing, uh, murdering the men and raping every single woman that they can get. Yeah, and they rape a lot of women. And, uh, but Jim d- gets a plan to stop the humanoids by pumping gasoline into the water. Which works like fucking nothing. Well, I, I, th- okay, well, this sort of, this sort of explains it better, that what it, uh, is supposed to do is cut off the humanoids way of retreating back into the water and then they can attack them on the land so that they can't go but back to the water but there was literally five spots of water of fire that i counted <laughs> it wasn't like a big line it wasn't the whole lake on fire there were five individual bonfire level fires on the lake all spread out which you could easily just swim around that is true so their plan to do that, I mean, in the movie, uh, technically it worked, but, like, in real-life practicality, that didn't work at all. Um, but, uh, while that's going on, uh, Carol get, uh, two of the humanoids appear at her house. Carol and, is oh, Jim's wife. My. Just to refresh. God, they the have a kid. Wife. She puts this poor freaking kid well, starts screaming well, because he sees yeah, one of the humanoids in yeah, the window. Yeah, first he sees the humanoid in the window, and he's screaming bloody fucking murder. This like, kid is This kid's fucked. messed up for life now. Um, after that, uh, she sees it. She sees one of the humanoids. So and she goes the house. and puts the baby in the closet. But they mute out the kid's sound. They had to have dubbed this because that kid was beat fucking like... Almost purple. Right ass purple red in the face screaming mouth agape silent you know just pumpkined up like (laughs) but they mute all that out it's silent so you know that kid was having a horrible time and they lock him in a closet (laughs) hopefully after they they didn't keep him in the closet that whole time but uh, hopefully right after that scene ended they took him out and took care of him but yeah that kid got jacked up on that movie hardcore. He did not like being a part of that movie whatsoever. And I would love to know what happened. I hope it paid him through college. Uh, Yeah, no shit. Anyways, uh, she's able to kill uh, the the mutants uh, with a knife. A lot of stabbing. Very uh, psycho-esque. Can you do something? Oh, we're talking about this. Then? Keep going. And uh, will you do the, the quote s- game with us at the end of this? And at the same time, yeah, I haven't written down all of them yet. Though. At the same mm-hmm. time, they did a great job. Uh, there's a knock at the door. We thought it was another freaking mutant. We just pull up some horror movie quotes, and we can do. And so, what the hell? Are we t- anyways, uh, and she opens the door. And uh, she almost stabs her husband right in the fucking head, which would have been a great twist. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But that would have been didn't. great. But yeah, it didn't happen. There um, was also a really cool scene on the pier where one of the humanoids catches uh, some random guy and like twists and pulls his head off, and then holds it in the air. And again, looks fucking phenomenal. Like it looked really I good. Thought, and also, uh, you like the humanoid that was riding the uh, the carousel? Yeah, there. There was people, while all this crazy shit's going on, fire, gunshots, people being murdered, people had to get ripped off, there's still people riding the carousel, like a good three, four people, and so the humanoid is just walking around on the carousel and just slicing throats open and stuff, and you see the big blood spurts everywhere, 
it looked awesome. It's probably going to stick with me for a little while. Whenever I see a carousel now, I'm going to think of Humanoids from the Deep. Um, it's but fucking, um, It was fun. But anyways, the uh, morning after that festival with the Humanoids, it seems like everything is okay. Jim asked the sheriff about Dr. Drake. Uh, the sheriff mumbles that she went back to the lab where she was going to coach uh, Peggy, uh, who's pregnant, and she survived her sexual assault. Um, she give she's gonna give birth, and just like Alien, yeah, it's a mutant monster human baby that bursts through her stomach. Yep, and a gr- great effect. It looks awesome. Peggy screaming. We rewound it twice. And uh, the screeching. Well, we were around it because I needed. I wanted to read something. Well, I glad we were around it. Okay, it looked awesome. Um, and uh, the, the whole screeching, the whole stomach stretching before it popped out was just fucking gnarly, gnarly as fuck. Yeah, it was just hardcore. And then when it pops out, you see that little screaming face. God damn, that looks great. And I. And that and that's how the movie. And ends. that was a solid ending. Solid ending, yeah. And set up for a sequel that didn't happen. Wait. Hold on a second. What, I'm gonna get did to that. Sequel happened. Um. Okay. I got some uh, production stuff to talk about. Uh. That this will kind of go through. Um. Humanoids from the Deep was originally offered to Joe Dante, who, uh, turned it down. But uh, Peters that uh accepted the film and shooting commenced. Blah blah blah. Executive producer Coyman said Peters' version of the film lacked the required exploitative elements needed to satisfy its intended audience. In an interview included on the 2010 Blu-ray release by Shout, Corman stated that he and Peters had discussed his expectations of the film regarding B-movie exploitation, this being to fulfill Corman's maxim that the monsters, quote, kill all the men and rape all the women. In post-production, Corman said that Peters had done an outstanding job in filming the death scenes involving the male characters, but all the rape scenes have been left shadowy or caused cutaways before the attacks occurred. So Corman wanted to show actual humanoid rape happening. Yeah. Like full penetration yeah. and stuff. I'm glad they didn't do that because um, that would be uncomfortable. I think it, if you get the idea that they're raping him, it's good enough. And it says... Uh, Rape's not a fun thing. Well, then here's the extra thing. Uh, second unit director, James... I cannot pronounce his last name. S-B-A-R-D-E-L-L-A-T-I. Sp- Spardellati? I don't know. Who later directed Deathstalker, was hired to enliven the film... He filmed explicit scenes in which the humanoids rape women. These changes were not communicated to most of the people who had made the film with the working title Beneath the Darkness. Several of them expressed shock and anger at the released film, its changed title, and the nudity and sexual exploitation. So a lot of the actors, they gave them a completely different fucking title they were going to call this thing. Hmm. They were going to call it Beneath the... They told them it was called Beneath the Darkness. Uh, after Peters and Turkle saw the additional sequences, they asked for their names to be removed from the film, but they were refused. So she was not a fan of how this movie turned out. Really? Uh, Turkle appeared on television talk shows and castigated Coyman for his actions. Uh, I thought it turned out great. 
they did not like the exploitation. And well, I see the thing is, it's not even how it turned out. I think it was a thing that Corman was being a deceitful ass about this. Yeah, <laughs> and changing the film and what it turned out to be. Um, then let me see here. Uh, here's a few other things that I wanted to bring up. Okay, uh, first of all, in 1996. They remade this movie. Really? Yes. Fuck. Was it was produced uh, for Showtime by Corman's production company. It stars Robert Carradine, Emma Sams, Justin Walker, Mark Wollston, Danielle Weeks, and Clint Howard. Ha! Of course, fucking Clint it, Howard's it, in it. It was released, no fucking shit. It was released on DVD in two thousand and three. Clint uh, Howard isn't like every shitty horror movie. He was in House of the Dead. Yeah, um, and an ice cream man, and yeah, and fucking, so uh, oh, there that, was another crazy movie I just watched with him in it not that long ago. It was like about a, fu- a fun house massacre kind of, and he was in that too. So it doesn't look like there was any. Uh, I think it was se- called the Fun House. It doesn't massacre, look like there's any sequels, but there was a remake. Um, and then Fuck, I also want to make I'll the have point to check that out that uh, Humanoids from the Deep, that's what it was called in America. Uh. This confused with the untitled sequence, which means that Shudder has a different version. This was called Monster, just Monster, in Europe and Japan. Mm-hmm. So that's why we saw... Yeah, because after the baby pops out of uh, Peggy's stomach at the end... It shows um, the title of the movie. It shows the, the title movie. Monster. Like, and in really small letters underneath it, it says Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah. But, yeah. So, what do you think about this movie? It, um... This was definitely my first uh, extensive foray into the exploitation genre. Um, th- there were definitely good points. Like you said, the uh, uh, practical effects were good, top-notch. Um, it's almost like, even without having to read the uh, the Wikipedia article uh, there, like I could feel that there were some things that maybe were... Sort deceitful about this intent, like I, yeah. like you see this, and and there's several times where you're just like, or maybe it's also because of our heightened sensitivity these days. But I was like, are we sure that everybody was okay with this? <laughs> and the answer is no. No, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> and but um, yeah, but it's it was at the very least, if nothing else. It was provocative. Yeah. I think it was a fun movie. Um, it didn't feel like it took long to get through. It felt pretty speedy. I feel like this would be a fun one to watch with a lot of friends. I mean, I had a good time just me and you watching it together. Yeah, um, we didn't do a listen-along this time, and we actually... Yeah kind of regretted it because of how we were ping-ponging back and forth. I think the listen-along for uh, September uh, really killed really it. killed it for us to want to try it. So maybe next week we'll do something different. Um, especially, I think we're kind of wrapping up on this. I, uh, next week is going to be uh, my week, and I'm telling you right now that what we'll be watching is Bad Milo. Okay. So, uh, for people who know that, uh, enjoy. And uh, we'll be back next week, right?
Yeah, we're back next week. Sounds good. Uh, so what's up on the docket? We're doing Bad Milo next week. Our live episode, our live game, Straight to Hell game from Crypticon's coming up soon. I haven't released it yet just because I've been lazy, I guess. <laughs> there's really no excuse as to why it's not up well, yet. Well, there, there, there's uh, going to be uh, little minor tweakings here and there to do. Yeah? Maybe? No, Ed- I'm not going to edit anything. Okay, well, uh, uh, heads We're gonna up. We're going to play a game. Well, heads up, I'm just going to say one of the guys was loud. Very loud. So uh, I have sorry. not listened to it back yet, so I don't know what the audio is like. We'll see. But how this before goes. we end this episode, John, what? Before we end this episode, we're gonna play a game. Okay. Okay. You, you know what? Uh, you know what we're gonna call this? This is called uh, not letting people in the podcast know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> That's we're gonna, what this is called. We're gonna play a game. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So real quick before I start the game, I want your rating out of five stars for this movie, and would you recommend it? For me, I give it a strong three point five out of five. I do recommend it, but yeah, three point five out of five, but a strong one. It could almost be a four. I. I'm kind. I kind of want to give it a four. But a strong 3.5. I'm going to give it a 2.75 and yes. Really? That low? Uh, the mumbling and the exploitation, yeah. But it was entertaining. Were you not entertained? <laughs> Are you not entertained? Were you not? Well, I see, and I think this is a good place to put it, especially since this is the first time we've done the star rating. And now I got some fucking wiggle room for yeah. other things that are coming. Uh, there's, there's... Definitely room for shit to put at the bottom. I mean, very quickly out the top of my head with what we've listened to, so uh, what we've watched so far, uh, that Freddy Krueger movie is absolutely below this. Yeah, um, yeah. Where would you put this from all the movies we've watched shit. for the podcast so far? Where would oh we got is this in the top go half or the bottom half? Oh Christ! I'm for me, to, it's I'm in sorry. the top. I think number I'm, one for me. Out of enjoyment was probably Terror Vision, then Sleepwalkers, then Humanoids from the Deep, uh, and then it all just goes straight I think, I fucking think, downhill uh, from there. I would say uh, top is Terrifier. Uh, two would be uh, Sleepwalkers. Has to be. I, I, I would say Sleepwalkers. Uh, three would be. Mm, I gotta think because there's definitely for me two is like where there's the the gap <laughs> of of where we're like okay now we're parsing. Would you put some... Splatter at three? Because Splatter was kind of fun actually. I enjoyed it. I would I would put this one above Splatter. I I, I would too. Um, but I had I didn't have a bad time watching Splatter. I I I legitimately had a good time watching that. I okay. The worst one was yeah. definitely House of the Dead. House of the Dead. That that, that is, was the pits. That is, uh, I would say. I still want to give myself wiggle room, so I will say half a star for House of the Dead. As in, it was a completed movie. It was a movie. Yeah. So I have another half. Actually, I have two quarters that I can someday. <laughs> 
I'll give I'll give House of Dead a one star out of five. And I'll give it a half. I give it a one. Um, are we ready for the game? So ch- yeah, check out recommended officially by the Gorekeeper Horror Podcast. Check out Humorless the Deep. Have a good time with it. Officially recommended by us. Especially Thumbs for up. your Shutter people. Yep. Okay, game time. Okay. Okay. Oh, so what we're playing is uh, famous horror movie quotes. Uh, Ashley, our producer. Uh, if we yeah. get here, if we if, <laughs> if she'll be picked up on. She should be. It should be fine. Mm. Um, actually, Ash, I would be fine. Um, itch. <laughs> okay, uh, am I loud enough though? Is it picking up on her? Oh, uh, let me see. Talk again. All right, can you hear me? Pretty good. No. No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just picked up. Shit. No. No. Can you move it closer? We put it up here. Okay. Uh, you gotta hold it though. Alright, well shit, how am I supposed to move it? <laughs> we're just Oh my god. Okay. Alright, so we're playing uh famous horror movie quotes. Me and John will have to guess which character said this. Oh my god. Alright. Why okay, hold hold on a damn sec. Why the fuck do you think I will be any good at this? No, I remember I told you Caleb should be playing with us. You're next, absolutely next right. We'll but Caleb play. won't be on the podcast. He doesn't like hearing his own voice. I'll make it better. Me neither, but... I hope he listens to this. Yeah, but you went to school for radio stuff. You should be all about podcasting. Hey, Caleb, I'm uh, going to make you do this. Going to? I'm going to. Well, if you, if you listen to this episode. He, he doesn't listen to this. He, he listens to some of our episodes. Yeah. Now he does. Alright, anyway, game time. Game time! Ah! Yeah! Okay, first one is We're Friends Till the End, remember? Uh, Chucky, Child's Play. Yes! Yes. Alright. Brandon, you know this one, but John, you might. I'll feast on your flesh as I feed on your fear. It. Yeah! There you go. Are you gonna say it for all of them? Okay. I actually didn't know that one. I'm every nightmare you've ever had. I'm your worst dream come true. I'm everything you ever were afraid of. It, it. chapter two. No. Mm-mm. It's from It, the miniseries. Yep, Tim Curry's. Oh. Uh, in all honesty, if I wasn't being a jackass, I would. I was actually going to say, like, Freddy Krueger or something. Okay. Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? Uh, so oh. do I look like? Oh, what what was it was again? Was I right? Do I look like someone who cares Fuck. what God thinks? Human centipede. Do I look like someone oh, what's the what guy name? Doctor Centipede. Oh. <laughs> Is it Otis from House of Thousand Corpses? No. Doc. It is Clive Barker Hellraiser. Fuck! I was thinking Hellraiser too. All right. Let's see. What wonderful sights we have to show you. you I don't know it. if you'll get the person who does this, but I'm sure you'll get the movie. Okay. Okay. Going to Camp Blood, ain't ya? Camp Blood? Mm-hmm. Camp Blood. Going to Camp Blood, ain't ya? Can't be Friday the 13th. That's Camp Crystal Lake. Camp Blood. Going to Camp Blood. 
I don't know. Uh, sleep this next quote is from, from the same one. I'm a messenger of God. You're doomed if you stay here. That has to be Friday the 13th. Yep. <laughs> okay. Because yep. <laughs> that's the doom guy. Yeah. Alright. Let's see. Inside every one of us, there exists a dark side. Most people rise above it, but some are consumed by it. Until there's nothing left but pure evil. Halloween. Dr. Loomis. Yes. Let's see what else there is. Seriously, you didn't have a lot of them on here. Hmm. A lot of them are from the same characters, but I'll switch it up. Let's see. Okay. Flesh could not keep its glamour, nor eyes their sheen. They would go to... Uh, nothing soon. But monsters are forever. Mother Gotha from Tangled. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm gonna guess Hellraiser for that one, too. Yep. Okay. Yep. Alright. Uh... Oh my lord, so young, so pretty. Oh, what monster could have done this? Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> wow. Oh. You're horrible. Uh, so young, so pretty. What monster could have done this? Mm -hmm. Huh. Is that from Friday the 13th too? Was that yes. Jason's mom? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale... Dr. Loomis, Halloween. Face. Yep. Jeffrey Epstein. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Yep. Yep. And the other I, ones I, are I, from the same. I thought Epstein right after the, there's, there's she said else. sexual. Those are the only ones I have right All now. right. So I did pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't think I only got one wrong. I think so. And I, the I, Hellraiser one. Yeah, I got that and one. I, and, I, and I think I was more entertaining. Okay, let's have a good <laughs> All right, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Next. I think we should we should play games. We should, uh, we should hey, play I'll games. Hey, I'll play games. Over. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the podcast, especially like because humans from the deep, our pot, our the episode was like half an hour, mm -hmm. and I try to go forty five minutes to an hour usually. So if we have extra time to kill, we can play a game. Maybe it should be me that yeah. freaking pulls the game out of my ass since I don't know shit. Hey, I want to part in this podcast, so I'm the host for the games. Well, why don't we have you do the game? Because you actually know something. Not really. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Goodbye. Like, subscribe. Yeah. Comment. Show your friends. Follow us on Twitter at I think we're at YT Gorekeeper. Um, oh, let's just look at Gorekeeper Horror Podcast. We're on Facebook as well. If you leave a review for this podcast, it really, really, really helps us out. So leave like a five star review if you enjoyed this. If you didn't enjoy this, fucking lie. Give us a five star review. Do it anyways because we're nice. Um, I mean, you can give us a five star review and then say a bunch of things that are wrong. That's fine. That would be awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's it for next week. I've been Brandon. And I'm John. Goodbye. And that's Ashley. Yeah. Bye.